Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the program at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for the Program Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Episode 173 of the Rustical Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex. You know, with me today, I have... Ben Meredith, Bryn Monroe, 
Lydia Nicholas and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? Zolf Smith. Uh, Hamid Salah Haroon Al-Tahan. Sell side bottom. And Azu! And everyone is ready for something to go wrong. All of the pieces are in place. Oh, it's all going to go right. Everything is going to be fine. I've managed to isolate everyone in the sky in an unreliable vessel due to environmental factors as far from civilization as I can realistically get you and have filled it as full of characters that people like as I can. I mean, to be fair, civilization wasn't going very well. You know... (laughs) This is less of a uh, epic journey and more of a, a, a retreat. Yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> let's 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 take this ship all the way to another planet and repopulate. Oh, yeah, <laughs> at least away from yeah, at least away from from London. So, in terms of uh, where we're at, everyone is actually yeah ready. Uh, you you've you've oh, goodness me, uh, you have set yourself up for the. Uh, reverse new and old trons mm-hmm. and oh something i didn't clarify earlier which is worth mentioning is the speed that you believe it's required that 88 knots mm-hmm. that's actually just within the within the realms of the vehicle as it is by virtue of the way that you built it mm. funnily enough if you had built it without the extra stuff you wouldn't have been able to do it but you kind of got ahead of me on that one cool. so mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's yeah. faster than normal cruising speed but the, the yeah, engines it, can yeah. cope captain you're at the upper limits of what is like safe but it is still in the safe side of things and i can tell you now your average airship wouldn't have been able to do it so, so we good have job on that three one, elementals yeah yes and and, and you didn't we go built, we built four, the whole airship to be a, a spiky sports car amongst airships as i recall <laughs> it's true it's true so with that in mind then i am going to have jumped ahead to wild handed over to zolf zolf is already already set up to sail everyone is settling in and I am going to say now that we are going to start as we start hitting the Borealis for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say that the conversation was civil, if a bit hushed, within the air hold. A little less tense than it was the first time around and a little bit more supportive, I guess, would be the way to describe it. But people are dropping off prior to getting to the Borealis, like obviously prior. A few of them have actually just fallen asleep because it's, you know, warm, close, not in an uncomfortable way. And it's like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. So as a result, people are dropping off naturally. Admittedly, I suppose for Cell, that might feel a little bit deja vu, but it is different. It is like people dropping off and just having a little bit of a thing. With that in mind then, last chance, is anyone wanting to do anything in the current setup before we hit Borealis? Yes. When I wake up after my nap, I'm going to cast Read Weather, a spell actually being cast. Who knew? I don't think you have ever done this before. Uh, so it takes a minute. It's basically just a bit of internal concentration, and uh, spell allows you to forecast the weather at your location for the next 48 hours, providing you advance warning of storms, tornadoes, so on. Uh, only reveals weather that would arise naturally and does not take into account any magical occurrences that might change the weather. So basically, I'm not looking for aurora uh, info, but more, but also there's a big storm that you have to deal with. Yeah. You don't believe that a storm is it's 48 hours, right? Yeah. You don't believe that there is a storm within 48 hours, but you are overdue one in this region, but it is like it is genuinely clear skies all around. Grand. However, in this region, there's always something going on, so you're, you're getting kind of low-level pings of, this could be a thing in a couple of days, but not batten down the hatches, if you know what I mean. Great. That's exactly what we need. Hamid will cast Heroism on Zolf again as they approach the deadline. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, what does that do again? Plus two to basically everything for 90 minutes. Cool. In which case, then, I'm going to open with, can I get a perception check from Zolf? Yes. Uh, perception. With a plus two. Hooray! 
Whoa! I kind of want you to roll like an 18 or something and thus hit a DC. Just just to really validate it. No, I hit 27. So. So so instead <laughs> that plus two, we're like, oh, you missed you missed it by one instead of actually helping by two. <laughs> okay, cool. With that as a check, yeah. The Borealis is handling itself more or less uh, as you expected. However, I am going to throw you some extra stuff which is you obviously have been have passed that uh, graveyard stuff and um, as a result that was a lot of scattered detritus and things nearby there were things that like were obvious it isn't even a thing that I've brought up now where it's like things that would once have been the tracks of these animals you know like depressions in the land and blah 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 mm-hmm. you think you are starting to see in inverted commas fresher depressions on the uh, on the ground ahead to be clear, you can't see something like on the horizon or anything like that, but you are seeing something that doesn't look like it's been there a thousand years. You look like you're seeing something that's been here, you know, recently-ish. It's quite difficult to apply normal tracking rules to this, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, especially when you're flying above it. <laughs> yeah, that, but that's why you're able to see it. Is it's literally look down and go, this looks like the tracks of a small animal close by. Ah, uh, yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's the tracks of a very large animal. Far away. (laughs) (laughs) So, you start heading towards the Borealis, and we start hearing the tones again. I would say by this point, you know what, for the sake of my ease, all of the NPCs, apart from Earhart, are probably asleep by this point. Earhart, you can see, is willfully sitting awake and finding ways to keep herself up and is, uh, you know, pinching a hand occasionally and things like that. At which point... The tones start as before. The uh, wisps start as before. And can I get my first will save from Zolf? Oh, yeah. Uh, Uh, Could you let me know when the 90 minutes has elapsed? Yes, I will. I will. Good luck, Zolf. That's a 30. Hey! Boo! No! Wait! Wait! (laughs) Yeah, it turns out being prepared, knowing what's coming... All of the distractions are a lot less distracting. Where yeah. it's more also, like, Alex, ah, we're at phase two. Weird, wispy things. Right now, my base bonus is seventeen, so I would need Ooh. to roll really quite badly. Ah, good job I set my DC this second to at least nineteen. <laughs> no, I will take those odds. That's fine by me. <laughs> There's uh, awful odds in my in your favour. Um, yeah, so it it proceeds more or less as it as it did last time. Can I get a will save from Cell, please? Mm-hmm. 18. Okay, cool. All of you start to feel that slightly gentle lulling that happened last time. Of Earhart, Cell, and uh, Zolf, all three of you are wide awake. In terms of Azu and Hamid, I'll let you make a call as to whether your characters just decided to go to sleep earlier. And on a rare treat... I'm not going to get you to roll to see if you just don't go to sleep, because I'm, I'm decided not to be that cruel today. But I do need to know if you're willfully trying to stay awake or if you're just going with the flow. Azu is still scared of wild magic and doesn't really want to know what it feels like to be transported out of her out of the body she's in and into someone that's else. Fair. That's fair. So she's going to have snuggled up with Kiko in a corner and like gone to sleep there. Which is going to be really awkward for the odours of those bodies. When <laughs> oh, they yeah. <laughs> snuggles. <laughs> Not snuggled. <laughs> just nearby. Oh, yeah, that's quite the dilemma. Oh, right. Do you snuggle with the person who you know is there, or do you preemptively snuggle with the person that's <laughs> going to swap in? Like, oh, what a dilemma. 
How about you, Hamid? Hamid will probably be trying to stay awake till most other people are asleep. Like he's not like he he's he's not like he doesn't want to be awake for the whole experience or anything. But he just he you know he wants to kind of make sure other people are okay, and he wants to make sure Cell is okay as well. In which case, then, can you give me a will save as well, yeah. please? Uh, Azu's long gone on, on, on oh, the sleep yeah. side of things. Azu's a very heavy sleeper. Well, the thing is, is, is from your perspective, due to the scale change, you're in a very, very large and comfy room. <laughs> I bet she snores. I bet she's doing <laughs> little tiny cobalt snores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fifteen total. Fifteen. You're starting to feel drowsy, Hannah. Yeah, yeah and you recognise it as an artificial drowsy. It's not necessarily unpleasant, yeah. but it, is, it isn't coming, it isn't sneaking up on you. It's like, it's more like being put under, say, a general anaesthetic where you know it's happening. Okay, time presses on. Mm-hmm. Zolf, you start to feel the uh, movements of the ship of last time. Mm-hmm. You know where it starts to do that gentle anticipation of turns and so on. Yep. It does really genuinely seem to be hitting the same beats as last time. Okay, that's good. It, it doesn't seem to be wildly digressing from what any of you are expecting uh, at which point your 90 minutes is up bah. I am going to warn you now because I know you have a bunch of stuff coming in that you're going to start feeling the drowsiness creeping in again so I'm going to expect another will save from you Yeah, just gonna, um, uh, so if you want to cast your stuff you can yeah. Hamid you know for a fact that casting within where you are is a bad idea Yeah, Hamid will basically say a few final words of encouragement to sell and then lie down and actually sleep Okay. Yeah, you you just go out like a light. The second that you stop trying to fight it, you just out like a light. Earhart takes a moment and comes over and then sit next to Cell for a moment. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cell, for um, well all of this. Uh, this would have been extremely difficult without your input. Well, uh, you know, um, don't 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 thank me until it's until it's done. I don't think you're going to make things worse. Well, I mean, it's my fault that it's as bad as it is, so... Or, it's thanks to you that we didn't all turn into various types of sentient pot plants and then explode. <laughs> oh no, so... not again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she does actually get a laugh out of Cell for that. Well, you know, not for one of trying. You do your best, right? Uh, and it's, um... But... You know, it's it's very hard to tell when when you're when you're when you're doing your best or when you're kind of arrogantly taking other people's lives into your own hands and destroying them uh, by thinking that you're doing the right thing for them. I need um, I need you to know. I need to ask a question of you. Is this cell? I'm assuming this is cell talking about cell. Yep. Thankfully. Earhart rolled uncharacteristically high on a sense motive because initially Earhart's like what? (laughs) Uh, At which point then as you carry on Earhart just goes we're talking about you aren't we? What? Yeah, uh, yes, yes of course sorry, I um I, it's gone wrong before um and I I I I I I lost I lost everyone um so, I, I, I just, I know it, it's probably going to be okay. How about you, uh, you have a sleep, uh, I think that it'll work much better if you're sleeping, um, and I'll take care of looking out for the, uh, looking, making sure that the box 
is uh, working, because because last time a lot of weird stuff happened, uh, and uh, I'll just I'll just make sure that all of that is is taken care of uh, and doesn't disturb uh, you folks, and uh, nobody needs to get lost, uh, and nobody needs to be sad ever again. It's all good. Oh well, Earhart stands and basically starts to leave you to it, yawning on the way. Just. Just remember, uh, Cell, if this goes wrong, it is going wrong despite you, not because of you. And then Earhart just kind of cutches into a corner and is basically out like a light. Cell has also, um, has also, without kind of making a big thing of it at all, uh, put the flagon and rope, like, in the corner, like, hopefully, outside of the metal thing because, of course, it wouldn't work if they were inside. Uh, but they've been sitting on the shelf next to Cell's bed the whole time. And, uh, oh. and now, and now uh, sort of just outside the, the box. And so, you know, they look hopeful. In which case, bars. then, yeah. can I get... Uh, oh, Ben, are there any things that you want to do to boost yourself up, knowing, like, you are actively feeling the draw? Uh, yes, in which case I'm going to cast Bless on myself. It lasts nine minutes, but if I can actively, like, feel something, start to try and do it. I'll allow that to give you a benefit at this point. Yeah, uh, so that's fine. Um, also, uh, all allies within a 50-foot uh, burst, which I think probably covers everyone. Because yeah, 50 foot's quite... Uh, well, yeah, it depends if it gets through the box. I am going to say no in this case, because there's too much stuff happening around. It's also probably good, because if it. if it got through the box, then we'd have oh, uh, issues. Yeah. <laughs> then the box is not working. Um, yeah, okay, cool. In which case then, can you give me a will save, both of you, and yeah, you can factor in the bless ban. And also, actually, I have a question. Um, dwarves have hardy, which means I get a plus two uh, for saving throws against uh, poison, not relevant, but also spells and spell-like abilities. I don't know if that's relevant here, uh, but it might be, and I haven't mentioned it before. I'm going to say no. That's fine. Because this is more of an environmental effect. That's, that's but fine. I would remember that in future because I think that's probably come up a couple of times and we haven't. Uh, it's quite good. It in. It's actually quite a good thing. It's pretty decent. <laughs> yeah. It's like a whole feat. Uh, Cell only rolled a twelve, so I assume they are unconscious. My brain. Oh, has... your number's getting too big, Ben. No, <laughs> oh, my poor maths, Ben my, with my his massive will save. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not at all. It's 23. Yeah, 23. We're getting somewhere. Okay. Sod off. Cell, you finally <laughs> you finally drop off. Uh, the only person awake on the ship is now Zolf. Yikes. Yeah, Good. Th- th- thanks for the assist, Wild. Great backup Good. you were. And this is why I'm flying the bloody ship. <laughs> <laughs> at which point then, I am going to Sing jump time ahead shanty. a little. No. <laughs> I'm going to jump time ahead a little bit at which point the ship is doing the same thing where the ship is starting to steer itself and you start seeing minor points of thing on the ship start to uh, organise themselves you also see the bar at the at the bow very slowly at first but as increasing speed starts to disassemble itself Oi! and the components start like tidying themselves up and effectively starting to draw themselves back below deck into the hold and so on. Oi, we wanted that. Stop it. (laughs) They don't stop it. At least bring me a drink while you're at it. Eventually, a small mug does drag itself across the the deck 
and place itself at your feet. I will pick it up and have a sniff. <laughs> uh, it appears to be a standard grog. It isn't any of the posh stuff. All right, much obliged. And I'll uh, down it and pop it back down. It, it scoots <laughs> off to join the others, but yeah, unfortunately, the the... It turns out when you have a bar deconstructing itself, it can deconstruct itself faster than other people can construct it. Yeah. It is rapidly ceasing to be. Thankfully, it's doing things like all the ropes are coiling themselves really nicely as they roll away, and the uh, the sheeting is folding itself elegantly before it does so, but the ship is stowing everything that's been used on the bar. That's going to be a weird bloody conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the ship wants to be ship-shaped. Does. I've just realised what the ship's doing is it's returning to factory setting. Yes. <laughs> and also, I've got the right voice for Bristol fashion as well, don't I? <laughs> oh, yeah, you do. Fair point. Can I get a fresh will save from you, Zolf? Hooray. Uh, I'm assuming the nine minutes has elapsed. Oh, yes. I'm out of help. Still above 20. Um, it is... Is it? Oh yeah, no, it's higher than last time. That's fine. I'm I'm getting myself worried for no bloody reason. It's twenty-eight. <laughs> Can you give me a perception check, please? Yes. Uh, oh, that's that's good. Uh, that is a fourteen. Fourteen. Things are starting to be a little bit different to last time. Specifically, the density of the borealis is seemingly starting to increase beyond its heaviest last time. If you okay. see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, As it's a result, a... you are feeling a much heavier draw to sleep. But you are you are keeping your yourself together. Yeah. But it is you are starting to lose visibility. Eventually, it's like okay, I don't actually know where the ground is now. All you can see are the colours all around. Mm-hmm. But it, it's reaching a density where at the moment you can still see the whole ship. But as time is ticking by, it's like at some point you realise you've lost sight of the extreme, uh, like the bow spit and stuff like that. Are the instruments behaving sensibly? No. Piss. They haven't gone completely wild at first. Okay. Is the ship managing to maintain the 88 knots speed that we said we needed? So, things that happen. The 88 knot speed is being maintained. The first weirdness you notice is that the horizon meter starts to shift. You are absolutely certain that the horizon is not shifting. Because at some point, it starts doing things where it's like the horizon is trying to be like the wrong way up. That can't be possible. Everyone would immediately fall off the ship. I cover up that instrument so it won't mess up my ability yep. to... Yep. That's actually really sensible. The altitude meter starts swinging wildly, and I don't mean it just goes up, 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 or down, 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 down. It's like about 1,000 feet up, about 2,000 feet down. Two feet up, one foot down. 50,000 feet up. It's just like, whoa, hang on. That gets covered as well. Yep. <laughs> I love this method. I don't like it, so I shall not see it. Well, it's more if I try and trust the tools in a moment of panic. It'll uh, get, make me make the wrong call. Uh, uh. As the visibility of the ship decreases, you've reached the point where you have lost half of the deck and you are now losing the trapdoor down into the hold that everyone else has used. This is horrible. I do not like this at all. I think we get some nervous humming from Zolf at that point where <laughs> he's effectively <laughs> flying completely with no information just has to trust that it won't go wrong. Yeah. At this point, the ship is still seemingly trying to steer itself. Yeah, which is good. But you're at the point of, like, you have zero points of reference. Like, utterly zero points of reference. Visibility is dropping like a... I was going to say like a stone. That makes no sense. Uh, visibility is is like worsening by the second. Like a stone in your second. face. Like, <laughs> yes. like, a, like, a, like you smashed like a your face in into mud. 
Yeah. Put stones in my eyes. Ah. <laughs> All I can see is gravel and blood. <laughs> it's not nice. One instrument seems to be functioning correctly at this stage, uh-huh. which is what is effectively your speedometer, your airspeed measure. It starts to tick up very slowly. Okay. So it's like if it was at 88, it goes, you know, 88 and a half. 90. 90 and a half. 100. To be clear, you can feel a slight acceleration to things. Everything else is basically giving you obvious, like, obviously false readings. There is definitely something happening to your speed. If I try and slow us down, does the ship respond? At first, yes. You realise what this feels like. You've done a lot more sailing on the sea than you have in a river. Mm -hmm. This feels like sailing in a river where you can try and slow against the current and so on, but as you do, you start introducing, like, twists and turns, and it starts to, at first, it will decelerate, but the longer you're trying to fight what feels like an increasing current, the more the ship starts to, at first, vibrate very, very slightly, but those vibrations start to build if you try and maintain it. I take the hint and go with the flow. (laughs) Okay. At that point, then, the speed ticks up to where it would have been if you hadn't slowed it down and it keeps ticking up. Can you give me a will save, please? Uh, that is a 27. 27. Okay, cool. You are keeping it going, but it is reaching the point of this is starting to be a brutal battle of willpower. I'm slapping my face. I'm creating water over my head. I'm... (laughs) Visibility has reduced to the point where you can see the wheel in front of you and the instruments and nothing else. Cool. I treat that like it's my world. You're starting to reach the point where you're losing visibility of your own feet. (laughs) <laughs> and his feet aren't even that far away yes oi <laughs> okay at this stage then I'm not going to require another will save from you you at some point you happen to glance towards your speedometer again and you've decided it must be broken how fast like, is it, it going it, it, silly like it's, it's just topped out sure you know there's no possible way you could be moving at that as a speed because if you were you'd be flat against the back of the deck being turned into a pancake like it's nonsense it has to be nonsense sure at which point visibility drops to actively zero if you close your eyes the lights are that bright that you're just seeing them on the inside of the eyelids anyway and if you open your eyes it's exactly the same it is just everywhere I'm just holding the wheel steady navigating through touch I need one last will save from you 28 28 cool very consistent with my like 13s and 12s so glad you've been rolling well so glad just as you are about to succumb as in like you're just like oh i've done everything there's not much more i can do you notice a waft of there's the wheel that you couldn't see before you have no idea how long it's been to be clear like i genuinely mean not you have no point of reference to draw on and it's it's just it's felt like an eternity yeah but the visibility starts to very slowly improve. First you can see the wheel, then you can start seeing you know, the deck beneath your feet, and it seems to start improving quicker. So it might be that you've passed through like a, a front or something where it's, it's rapidly improving, whereas before it took a long time to build up. Mm-hmm. As you do so, you look around and... Give me a perception check, please. Uh, 15. 15, okay, cool. The first thing that you notice is that it's like someone has given the ship a nonsensical paint job. Okay. <laughs> Lurid green ropes, purple rigging, half of the decking is like bright pink, the other half is pure matte black. It appears to have just randomised the colours 
of everything on the ship. I quickly check myself. It would appear that all of the mundane items that are upon you have completely changed colour randomly. (laughs) I'll let you pick the colours. There is no pattern. There's no sort of sense to it. It is, you know, roll on a colour code chart kind of thing. Utterly random. I'm not going to do everyone. They are the worst possible colour combinations that you could uh, have. Nothing (laughs) looks right. Nothing looks good. (laughs) To be clear, magical equipment doesn't appear to have changed. And, like, your own skin tones, hair, that kind of thing, none of that has changed. We're talking mundane, like, non-sapient, non-sentient stuff only. Question, then. Um, Has anything with my legs changed? Because, you know, we've we've left it kind of vague, but I'm not entirely clear if the whole thing's magical or if some of it's mundane with magical elements or, like... The best way I can describe it is that the outer elements of it are utterly mundane and they have, like, magical components within that sort of fabricate part of it. So as a result, I would say that the colour of the outer shell of the legs has been randomised, but they aren't behaving strangely in any way. They're mostly under your go-go boots anyway, right? That's true. (laughs) It's very true. (laughs) But I would say the bits that you can see, the left one has gone, like, an upsetting bone colour and (laughs) the right one is a sunshine yellow. Yay! Other things that you notice is that the ship is apparently ship-shape. Everything is stowed, everything is buckled, everything is wonderfully uh, excellent. You do notice, however, that all of the instrumentation... I'm going to assume at some point you try to lift the cover on something. Yeah, yeah, I'll check. All of the instrumentation remains useless. It's still just going... I'm going to cast a spell magic on it. Okay. See if it does anything. Yeah, you manage to start repairing the uh, instrumentation where it's just like a dispel magic and it just settles itself. The horizon suddenly writes itself. The uh, altimeter writes itself. The speedometer writes itself. To all intents and purposes, you still can't see the ground or anything, but everything seems to have normalised to what it was when you went in. Great. Uh, to be clear, like targets one object, so I've used three, one for each instrument. Yeah, that, that's sensible. As you expand out further, you do notice that though the ship is ship shape. A number of items also do appear to have turned into plants. Barrels, coils, things like that. Not pot plants. They are, like, wedded into the the ship, as it were. Like, you can see roots that are sort of poking into the timber and so on. Oh, good. (laughs) But it isn't like the whole ship. It's just there are chunks of it where it's like, I'm pretty certain that was a barrel. It now appears to be a lemon tree. Okay. Aww. Good for scurvy. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very helpful. Was actually. it a barrel of lemons? Mm. <laughs> that's a, that's Where a good is question. the grog gone? Ooh, actually, Zolf would know. Um, yeah, what's yes. the grog turned into? Good question, Liz. <laughs> yes, it was. There was a barrel of uh, lemons, which has uh, apparently become a lemon tree. I'm going to lock the wheel briefly, run to the back, and have a look and see if the engines are still fine. Ooh. Okay, this is a wise course. You see that there are... I'd say that there are three engines on this ship. Um, I think we've covered that previously, where you basically have a, a port starboard, and then you have something a bit more centralised, which is more of your thrust, where the edges are a bit more to do with your uh, direction and so on. The starboard engine is not there. Uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, it doesn't look like it's been sheared. It's just the ship stops, and there's no engine there. It's just not there. Uh, Oops uh, is, I think, all I can really say to that. There is a trail of brightly coloured streamers where the engine used to be. Oh, great. Very helpful. Very good. Useful. uh, Excellent. Cool, cool, cool. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> you notice to your eye that the visibility is increasing even further, and it appears to be that if it's approaching dawn. Is the ship actively falling out of the sky? Give me a perception check. Cool, yeah, great. <laughs> fine. I've, I've got the instruments. I've got the instruments. It's true. 16. 16. You can't see the ground yet, but according to instrumentation and, you know, your own feeling of uh, uh, balance and so on, you are losing altitude. You are not plummeting. Oh, right. At that point, I start jumping up and down on the floor and bellowing. <laughs> Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> and I, th- I think on that, I'll take a break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back. 
So, I believe I left uh, Zolf yelling, stomping, and just altogether making a noise. Use. Could everyone please give me a perception check? Twenty-one. That's thirty again. That's my second nineteen. Look at you go! Yeah, you can even tell the colour of his new legs. Yeah, uh, twenty-eight for Hamid's. All three of you awake to uh, Zolf's yells, and as a brief description of the hold, it's a similar fashion in that there are a lot of uh, lurid colours there. I am afraid that your rope and your uh, beer stein, whatever we're calling it, are not there. Oh, so they've moved. They've, they, they're, they're not there. Right. They got stoned, However, I think. However, it's, mm. it's, it's not the top list of your things that you're noticing, given complete lurid thinking. Like, I'm fairly certain that three of the hammocks are now... Okay, yeah, three, three of the hammocks now just appear to have been turned into a large bolt of silk. Nice. Just flopped down on the ground. We can make new hammocks. Luxury hammocks. (laughs) (laughs) Hypoallergenic hammocks. To your eye, Cell, and to your eye, Hamid, there's there's been a a whole, a whole mess of wild, uh, wild magic has gone on. The first thing Hamid checks is what his hands look like. I'm going to start by saying that you do appear to have Hamid's hands. Oh no. They appear uncharacteristically filthy, and someone has been doing an absolute number on your nails, which are, yeah, you're going to need to start cleaning up a little bit, but it's definitely your hand. Oh, oh, that's nice. Oh, good. good. Azu, Azu, are you... He didn't confirm if you had Hamid's head. He just said <laughs> you had Hamid's hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We want, a, we, we want a full inventory here. I trust him that far. Okay, I think that's Someone's a mistake, a fool. but okay. So yeah, Azu, this weird goat is yelling your neck now. <laughs> <laughs> a goat, a goat with, with Hamid's hands! It's that, it's that Adventure Time gif of the, the deer throwing off its hooves. <laughs> <laughs> Azu is also within her own body. Um, is anyone else in there as so. well? Uh, no one else has woken up. I, I, f- I fling myself into a hug with Azu. Yay! Azu hugs back! Yay! It's so reassuring to be the smaller person in a hug again. There is a brief moment where Azu hugs far, far too strong and then acclimatizes. <laughs> yeah. Thump, She's like, thump, oh, wait, thump. yes. I remember. Mayday! Mayday! <laughs> oh, um, it sounds like Zolf might be in trouble. Cell, S- are you all right? Um, is Cell all right? Cell's fine. Okay. Like uh, not changing anyway. Right. So you you're in the right you're in the right bodies. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? I'm me yes. again. Okay. It's you me. go. Uh, you go help Zolf. I'll wake everyone up. Okay. Uh, so I rolled perception checks uh, for Skrark and the Kobolds as well. Skrark, I think, rolled high enough to also have woken up early. The Kobolds did not. That's fine. Yeah, I'll say that Skrark will have been uh, starting to stir, but I am going to follow the people who are going up on deck first. Yes. So who is that? I am. Yeah. Hammered, it sounds like. So let's follow them up on deck to what happened here. So someone picked a fight with a carnival and lost. <laughs> Azu is loving it. Azu is like Honestly, Ooh. in fact, yeah, if any of if either of your characters have seen floats as a thing, you know, like the the like a parade float vibe. Mm. It has that vibe. 
like it, it does where it's that weird combination of like plant the odd flowers here and there like with the colors and so on yeah that's the vibe it does give off mm. well this is exciting uh this is this is very strange i mean not exactly the choices i would have gone with but it, it, it's lot, certainly a lot more colorful <laughs> anyway Zolf, Zolf, are you okay yeah you back yes 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 and me again right. great we need all hands on deck we've lost the starboard engine we're going down we're not crashing but we are gonna go down oh Oh, right, everyone, oh go, 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 go. Emergency, go. All right, okay, all right. Um, as it's going to go and ring the oh no bell. Yes. Oh, yes. That's Good. what it's for. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. Okay, so as it begins to ring the oh no bell, everyone starts to hear the oh no bell. People start waking up. It's very clear very quickly that everyone seems to be where they're meant to be. Your, your bizarro kind of weird contraption science, but not science, has worked. And everyone sees where they are, but are taking a moment to acclimatise and, like, settle and so on. But then with the Ono Bell, it turns into a bit of a scramble, where there's one doorway, there's more NPCs, and I have fingers on my hand, and they're all trying to get on deck at the same time. It's all a bit Three Stooges. Yeah, a little bit. It's that bit from The Simpsons where it's Mr. Burns with the door and the, the squeegee things, and he can't... <laughs> being ill and all that. As everyone leaves, at a point where people, unless they're specifically looking, wouldn't be able to see, uh, Cell is crying. Um, but not in a, like, attention-grabbing way, just in the, like, you know, the, the, so much emotion, yeah. it, it leaks out. But I'm in not like, going to roll for any NPC. Everyone is way too distracted to be Everyone is busy, subtlety. which is yeah. what they're relying on. Everyone who's on deck sees everyone pour up on deck and basically sees a, a mixed combination of happy surprise, uh, just utter bewilderment, and certainly for Earhart, just stood there going... <laughs> All right, everyone. Looks weird. Great. We've lost the starboard engine. We're going down. We're not going to crash, but we are going down. So I need a full like, uh, update on the status of the ship. What do we have? What do we not have? And how do we go down in such a way that doesn't get us all killed? Earhart immediately starts uh, yelling out orders and leaves you steering the ship. Yeah. Um, I realise that you bolted it, but she's going to be like, get to the wheel. Oh, no, 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 right no, 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 no. I'm on the wheel at this point. Yeah. Like, as soon as I notice the starboard engine's gone, I'm like back on the wheel, and that's where I started stamping and shouting and stuff. Earhart takes immediate command, asks Cell to do uh, an immediate inventory of the um, engines, requests all of the non-cobbled members to take posts for crew, and, and then tells all of the cobbles to basically take an inventory because they move quicker in the space than anyone else and just starts immediately getting a, uh, a, a inventory of and a sit rep. Shall I do a knowledge engineering or something? Yes, to... please. Okay. Uh, 18. 18? Mm-hmm. Yes, so the first thing you do is you look over the side and like, that's not an engine. What? Uh, you then have to head uh, below decks to obviously see some of the other stuff and so on. A few things seem to have happened. The starboard engine is just gone. Uh, it hasn't been sheared off. It has just ceased to be. What this means is you have to take an inventory of the rest of the engine, and it's like, okay, cool. We also seem to have just lost a bunch of the innards as they turned into other things. We now have an excess of this uh, fine, what looks to be coal powder. Has no use on the ship, but we have lots of it now. It appears to be, in general, that the ship will be able to continue flying. However, there's no version of events where you will be able to work with what you've got and sustain altitude this ship needs to put down so that you can get into the innards and start 
right, so fixing stuff. Right, so Cell knows that most airships actually only have two elementals and engines, but is it about the fact that it is, we're now uh, lopsided? So yeah, your center, the center of mass is off and is worsening. Right. As, like, things are so still settling leave. within the ship. You're not leaning yet, but it's like you know that you're going to list, and if you leave it, you're going to list until you're at a complete vertical. Right. That's the biggest problem here. Mm-hmm. You reckon that, yeah, if you were to if you were to chuck all of the cargo overboard, you might be able to sustain it, but what you're talking about now is sustaining a thing that should land. Mm-hmm. The, the, the correct call is to land, assess the damage, reorganise what you can. You reckon, yeah, most airships have two engines. You can make it with two engines. You don't need to build a new engine. I mean, we could survive with one, like... Yes, you could, but you have to completely redo all of the instrumentation, the controls, because this is a three-engineer that's suddenly become a two-engineer. This is a situation where you can keep it limping along, but the longer it does, the worse it's going to be for you having done so. And this is not a case of if you roll high enough. It's like, no, yeah. like Cell I, I need this. a tree for like wood to make a new mast-type situation. Yeah. Cell explains this to Earhart and it may seem at first because of the general speed at which they talk uh, and, you know, tangential way that they talk that uh, there might be a solution through, but they uh, keep reiterating. It's like uh, every solution that's thrown at them. They're just like, no, but I would need to be on the ground to do that or um, I might need to be uh, addressing this from the outside. I can't do that from the outside. I'm not saying that we can't fly. I'm just saying that we can't fly like this. So it's about finding somewhere uh, safe. Uh, maybe there's a port somewhere near, you know, somewhere to uh, to go down and just to check it from the outside. Uh, how much work would it be? Should I roll for that? Is it like days or weeks? You can't even give an accurate guess because you need to be off the ship. Okay. Um, th- this is genuinely a situation of like, cool. hey, I can keep plugging, plugging holes, but eventually it's going to be all plug and no ship. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even get an accurate assessment. Okay. Sounds like we're going to need to set down in the next few days. Earhart hears all of this, takes it on, on board, and basically, pardon the pun, and immediately is just like, okay, cool, this has become a situation where we need to find out where we are laying down, not if we are setting down. Tahan, I need you to come. I need you to find me a solution with whatever tools you have available. Zolf, we're going to have to discuss the logistics of this. We're also going to need a security detail if we're going to be landing. Um, I am beyond the reach of my knowledge in terms of these areas. This is sort of talking to people as they're going by and so on. That we are a landing. We are not emergency landing, but we are a landing. This is this is what's going to happen. Let's make it happen. Do you have any of the maps of where where there might be a port or a or a we are, or a place to set down? That, that, that there is nowhere nearby. We're going to have to reduce height as much as possible and literally do a visual scan for a, a good spot to put down, given given where we are uh, and, and what we, we know is nearby. Can you please give me a uh, profession sailor check, uh, Hamid, with your profession navigator? Ten. Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can't stress by you have no idea, I mean not a clue this isn't like you have an educated guess you visibility is just reaching the point where you're going to start being able to see land soon things that hamid knows we're not over the ocean uh yeah and i mean even if hamid had rolled well like the fact that all the instrumentation went crazy during that last storm means that there's absolutely no way to track Actually, How I know I, I've been I've been too harsh. Travels during that. You would know that, as far as you can tell, your bearing is what it was when you 
last left. Like, the direction of travel and so on is still the same. The issue is where you are acting on that bearing. Mm. The storm uh, messed with messed with the instrumentation a lot. I'm going to need... Uh, at night time, I can take star readings to try and locate us again, but right now, it's impossible to tell exactly where we are. Our best bet is to do visual visual scans of the landscape and, and get closer to it and, and just try and spot a good landing spot from the air. Um, it, it, in, in the cause of that, there's actually something we, we can do to help. If, if the ship is going slow enough, myself and a couple of others can fly off it as scouts and fly back that's actually an excellent idea the issue with this is that i could see a version of events where we turn out to be a, a lot lower than we think again i'm assuming that the instrumentation seems to be functioning normally but we don't know what's happened in the interim i would like to uh, endorse this and i'd like to leave this um to uh, you mr smith to make sure that we happen we need more information i just mean pick a person i don't know who has these skills required uh Ahmed, you can fly right yeah yeah. Right, off you go. Um, don't uh, disappear, please, or die. But that's really um, all I can do. Is there a second person we can allocate? Sel, you're pretty good at flying, but you probably need to stay on the ship. Um, Skrark, I think you might actually be able to join me, maybe? I can cast this uh, spell a few times. I'd like to volunteer. Great. Um, we. The visibility's still pretty poor, but it looks like it's increasing rapidly. If, if, if Skrark and I um, just spent, spend a, f a few minutes preparing, and the, as the visibility, visibility uh, ex keeps extending, we can probably leave pretty soon. But I don't think it's right to just jump off right now. Whatever happens, do not go outside visual range of the ship. If you get lost, you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, but if you do get lost, um, as is going to give uh, Hamid and Skrark a compass each. Ah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah! Cool. Prepare. Uh, the co the compass confirms the bearing readings that you've taken. Like the, all of the compasses are agreeing. There's no weirdness happening there or anything like that. In terms of visibility, it's worth mentioning that you have left the borealis behind you. It appears to be that there is low level cloud and so on, which has meant that visibility is extremely poor. But it isn't poor of like you're in the borealis. I just mean there's clouds. <laughs> Ham is going to take Skrark aside and basically start to brief him on what to expect flying at this level um, and help uh, both both Skrark and Hamid wrap up a bit warmer because if they if they start flying solo through the air it's actually going to get colder even hmm. oh I can help give me a sec um, Hamid endure elements Skrark endure elements oh, oh yeah I could have done that ah. too but that's nice but <laughs> you still have your spell slots importantly I'm yes. not doing oh, yeah. as much so as you're discussing this with Skrark, Skrark's like, yeah, I, I, I basically can do this. It's fine. Fantastic. That's, that's I thought I should use. Have I? I thought... <laughs> uh, Skrark just holds his arms and legs wide and has basically a full, like... Um, I forget what it's called in lizards, but you know the uh, fronds that allow gliding between yeah. things? Yeah. Like just goes... <laughs> Amazing. It just... It, it, <laughs> I thought I showed you this. Oh, um, no, I don't think it's come up before, but that's awesome. That's really cool. I'll be honest. I mean, this means that going down's fine, but the coming back up, that is going to be very useful, the yeah, fly thing. Um, I think you'll find that you'll be able to go faster as well with the spell. The spell only will only last nine minutes, so you do have to keep a bit of a count in your head. You'll be able to feel as it starts to fade, so just make sure you're not too far, but you'll have to We're keep a sort of to count in your head. We're going to fly very quickly. Yes. Well, the good news is we, we will be able to, um, and I can cast it multiple times. So if we if we stick together, I can cast it several times, and we'll get you know a, 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 that 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 time over and over. Do you know a dive bomb as a thing? 
I mean, I'm familiar with the theory. We we need to get down very quickly. Yeah. It's not enough to sort of drift. He sort of pulls all of his body in, no, yes, nose absolutely. out straight like like a needle type thing. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, oh, very important. None of the other kobolds can... Oh, yeah, also good to know. Don't... Yeah, this isn't... Mm. Important. Don't throw them overboard. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is what Scrock avoided saying and is making as clear as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good tip. Okay. Great. Well, I think uh, looks like we're, we're coming out of the, cl- the cloud cover as we as we descend. So let let let's go. Okay. Cool. In that case, then I'm going to stick with Hammond and Scrock if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. I'm assuming that with nine minutes, you are just going to have to dive bomb off the bottom as long as you're not going to lose visibility completely and uh, see how low you can go. Yeah, um, and I can cast it several times. So obviously I'm going to cast it twice, uh, and my total number of spells uh, means that I can potentially cast Fly if I use high-level spell slots as well. Oh, I Why just don't you just piece of paper. cast it on him on the way back up? Right, Cell will point this out if they're in any way near the conversation. Right, he can glide down and you can cast it on him on the way yeah, up. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Hamid can't. Uh, Hammond has a total of t- total of twelve castings of this spell total if he uses up all his level three and four slots on it. So is Cell coming along as well? To be clear, Earhart told Cell to stay on the ship. Good. I want I wanted to check that was the case. Sorry, the way the people were speaking, I but, wanted to check it. Um, the way that things are going very fast, uh, if they can overhear, um, if if the conversation is being had near people, near groups, then so. I doubt you'd have so had chance like, to I, I, over here. Yeah, yeah, it's like a cell can fly for ninety minutes. I think um, I think there's too much going on, and Earhart was like, yeah, yeah, "Stay yeah. on the ship. If if anything sure, else sure. goes wrong, no one can fix the ship." <laughs> that, that makes sense. Um, Hamid is going to change his outfit, okay? <laughs> because Important. his normal dress is not suitable for flying. I'm assuming that you're changing to some kind of halfling uh, master chief, right? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, uh, but also, also in as lurid a neon colour as he has access to, so that he is as high, highly visible as possible. Yeah, oh, uh, Azu is absolutely going to be like stuck to the railing, trying to see whether two of you have gone. Question: What colour is Azu's armour? Because unlike any of the other characters, your pink motif is quite important to you, you right? It's magical yeah, armor. but it's magical. It's, so oh, it so you're fine. You've retained your pinkness. Nice. Of course, I have. Yep. Alex <laughs> wouldn't take that away from me, would you? Not yet, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hamid casts fly twice, and Hamid and Skrark dive off the front of the ship. Can you give me a fly check, please? Uh, and since you have Skrark sheet, you can uh, roll for Skrark as well. Hamid gets do, 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 do. Uh, 21. Scrark gets 21 as well. They have different bonuses, oh, cool. but they rolled it the exact right amount to balance it to balance across the two of them. Okay, cool. Aww, so, yeah. Synchronized fight. Yeah. For what it's worth, both of you do do a good proper swan dive off the edge and start yep. plummeting downwards. Tuck in, tip forwards, yep. yeah, arms yeah. out. Arrows. You're both doing very, very well, and uh, th- I'm going to say through the streaming wind and you know the tears appearing on your face and so on, you get a glimpse of. Sc- oh no, that, I'm sure the new clothes have aviators. Oh, in fairness, <laughs> that is your call. Yeah. But remember, they can't, they can't, they can't give me uh, mechanical benefits, though. Oh, so. so what they are is they're aviators with no glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
so as you, you sort of sneak a quick look at Skrark, and Skrark is giving you a look of, eh, not bad, actually. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's not too bad. But yeah, you manage to plummet downwards. There is a brief moment where you sort of lose sight of the ship insofar as you are, you know, moving through cloud cover and so on, but not in a case where it's gone. We're talking just like there's a moment of cloud and so on. You drop for all of... Can I, sorry, oh, on. wreck on something very quickly before we jumped sure. off? Um, Hammond can cast both dancing lights and flare. So he can signal his position in a very visible way with dancing lights, and he can yeah, signal yeah, yeah. distress with flare potentially. So like he has sure, sure. potentially two ways to communicate at long distance through. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Can I get a perception check from Azu first? Yeah. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Cool. Uh, you're able to follow both Skrark and Hamid as they as they drop. Yeah, However, yeah. they do drop to the limit of your visibility. So obviously they're going to be able to see as far again, but they don't fall out of sight but they are like proper proper dive bombing Hamid you and Skrark yeah start diving down and you know bit of cloud bit of cloud bit of cloud and then suddenly there's a moment where the cloud parts and you find out uh, two things one is that you appear to be over some kind of maybe the outskirts of some kind of evergreen uh, forest or something similar where it's clearly like ice and snow um, environment but there is um, greenery around the second thing you realise is you are significantly lower, potentially, than the instrumentation might have led you to believe. Uh-huh. To the point where it's like, you're dropping down, you're dropping down, you're dropping down. It's like, cool, I'm going to start to level out and see... Oh, that's the ground! Okay, 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 cool. Um, can I get a reflex save, please, from both of you? And this is how Hamid dies. Dropping like no. a stone. Splat! I, yeah, full damages. Oof. Yep. Uh, that's two 11s, so Hamid... Hamid has a pretty good reflex save. Uh, Hamid gets uh, 21, and Skrark should also have a pretty good reflex save. Skrark's yeah. Skrark gets 19. Okay, yeah. Both of you pull up very short, because you also find out <laughs> that although there aren't mountains as such, this is not perfectly flat ground. Yeah, yeah. And so you've got, obviously, you've got forward momentum. You're not just going exactly vertical because the ship would leave you behind. Yeah. But as, you, as you're dropping, you, you sort of pull up sh- short and you're like, okay, we've got some space. Oh, there's ground. You both manage to sort of save yourself so you're still at least a good, you know, couple of, like, a good hundred, couple of hundred feet above the ground. But given yeah. the speed you were dropping at, that's like, yes. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Skrark's then hovering next to you going, we are not high. Yeah, yeah, seems like... Uh... A lot closer, lot closer to the ground than people realise. But the ship, the ship's descending quite slowly, and they will have us to warn them. So let's uh, let's spread out a little bit, but not too far, and just try and find somewhere to to to, to set down. The problem is, is with the forest, there's not going to be a lot of open space, and we really need a large open space if we can spot one. Uh, yeah. Let's get a bit higher. Um, I'll head this way. You head that way, and we'll just scan as much of the the terrain as we can. Give it a, th- a four minute count, and then we'll have to come back together. Can I get a perception check from both Skark and Hamid, please? Hamid rolls 27. Skark rolls uh, 18. Okay, cool. Um, Hamid, as you are sort of searching around, you see that there is a small clearing. You have to go a bit slightly ahead of the ship and so on. To be clear, the ship is not moving at the 88 knots it was previously. Yeah. Like, whatever happened with the speed is long long over it's actually moving a little bit slower due to lacking an engine shocker Hamid you managed to see that there is actually a small clearing a decent distance away whereby it would be possible but the ship would need to aim for it now like 
now steep descent let's land it otherwise you both notice that the tree density seems to be slightly increasing in the direction you're going meaning it's likely to be worse the further on you go rather than better okay uh, so i will signal to skrark to reapproach, um mm -hmm. and we will both head back towards the ship yep that's fine so remember the fly spell lasts nine minutes so does this all happen in the course of that or i'm gonna have to am i gonna have to recast oh i've had you zipping about you're fine but that was why i was saying yeah. like when i say there's a clearing that you could land in we're talking like you land on the deck and immediately go we land now or we like that's the kind of timing you've got yeah so we get back to the deck of the ship and explain yeah, I, that I would like another fly check please Ooh, those are two good rolls hamid gets um 31 and uh skrark gets 26 okay yeah you both managed to flawlessly sail up over the ship do a synchronized loop and land <laughs> flawlessly the only difference being that when you land it's got more of a ta-da whereas when skrark lands it's ta-da and then the wings <laughs> suck in okay we're, we're we're definitely we're definitely lower than we thought we were everybody uh, there's not not a lot of space between here and the ground uh, it heavy forest we've spotted a clearing but if we want to hit the clearing and land in it we need to start aiming for it and descending a little bit faster right now to come in for landing or we'll, we'll get further into a more dense forest Cap stop captain land it right we're, we're going down either way let's land it on our terms instead of being forced i'm gonna have to give you a quick lesson on brevity next time <laughs> ground there good there uh, and I'll, I'll start trying to land it can I please get a profession sailor check from all party members for your various roles now here's a question do you mean profession sailor or do you mean profession airship crew I mean profession airship crew I'm afraid uh, so Ooh. Hamid is not going to help with uh, crewing the ship Hamid is going to cast <laughs> fly again uh, this time head out in front of the ship yeah. and continually cast dancing lights to essentially create a landing you know exactly how they do <laughs> like, nice. like, yeah, yeah. use the dancing lights to create a landing no path. that's a good idea that's and, a good idea and by Although... flying out in front of the ship he will have a good sight of how the ship can get there and maintain his own ability to, yep. to spot the landing zone that's fine you just made me laugh your phrasing did very much feel like you're going to say Hamid's not going to help because he doesn't want to. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> tough. Deal with it. So um, that was a natural 20, giving me nice. a total of 29. Thank you. Speaking of not helping, ah. in my capacity as, of, as being the eyes on the ship, I rolled a five. Good. <laughs> uh, as engineer, Cell rolled a four. Uh, and in a ship engineer, uh, I've got that down as add naught I don't think we added anything it was just a ranking oh, you, so you get one? a single rank plus your wisdom modifier so if your yeah, wisdom but modifier Excel is not yeah, wise if your wisdom modifier is minus one then your your flat bonus it's, it's, will be zero no uh, their wisdom is naught right so you um, get one rank so five yeah. oh okay, okay. Roll, yes well that means I rolled eight then fine okay okay cool. right so okay. you all start to come in um, Hamid's Hamid's work is helping a lot. It's picking up a lot of it. Unfortunately, Azu, it's not necessarily your fault. The visibility as you get lower to the ground is poor. Hamid, you saw this. It got the like, cloud cover got denser and then it was just gone. As a result, it is a case of it's not that you're doing a bad job looking. It's just there's nothing to see. You're literally entering clouds. Mm -hmm, whatever. Um, Cell, you realise. So has 
having managed to get everyone back in their bodies, they're going to kill everyone this <laughs> So Cell so, has the awkward thing where yeah. Cell is doing an excellent job maintaining the engines of a three-engine ship. Right. And then realises about five minutes in, we don't have three engines. We have two engines. <laughs> and then he's scrambling to try and uh, write all of the like engineering decisions that have been made and routing things and so on in such a way that you can account for it. So as you're coming in, Zolf, you're nailing the piloting, I'll give you that. However, you do start to feel a pretty heavy list, which is a side effect of uh, Cell just accidentally dropping the ball on something. Yep. You're coming in very steep. You are coming in listing heavily, but you are on target according to Hamid's uh, sort of path that he's laying out. Is there anything that I can do about this, or is it just a case of trying to keep it and not exploding? Um, let's put it this way. With that role, you are doing everything it is physically possible yeah, for you to fine. be doing. This is me heading into basically a narrative description rather than have a reflex save, do this, have a reflex save, yeah, do that. Unless you have something special that I'm not aware of, like no. right airship the spell or something. Ah, right airship communal, you mean? Yeah, no, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, at which point I just yell, brace for impact! At which point you all break through the cloud cover. Hamid, we'll do this from your perspective. You are uh, currently casting dancing lights and so on, basically above some treetops with an empty space behind you it is cold it is snowy thankfully with the endure elements you aren't feeling that but it is not terrible visibility but there is a light flurry going on which is not helping things you suddenly see the prow of the extremely sharp blade covered multi-colored airship <laughs> lunge through the cloud cover quite quickly it's like watching a whale sort of breach the surface you're just like no no up 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 and long up and long uh zolf manages to account for this sudden like oh there's there's like a rise in the way so on trees start clipping along the underneath of the ship as it comes in can everyone please apart from hammock give me a reflex save 24 20 13 off she goes yeah, that's how, that's how somebody dies, impaled by a pine tree. A number of the crew are thrown bodily from the uh, ship. Um, a couple of them are like, didn't have their guy lines attached. At least one of them break. We'll find out who next week. Oh, goodness. No! Whoa! I, I want a Superman. I want to catch them in midair. Yeah, that's what future small. episodes are for. <laughs> okay. I'm not even ending on oh, you yeah. have crashed, which was my original intent. So many people oh. failed that role that I'm ending on crunch. Oh, goodness. People, civilians. Blah! And then we'll end that. Explode. Yikes. Oh, okay. <sighs> it's, it's, not a, it's not a boom explosion. It's a person explosion. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if like confetti, people... just poof. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, the, good, the good news is, is that if it's because we just clipped the top of the trees... We can't be mm. high enough for the full damage to be lethal to anyone, Brin. I hope. Bryn, the, the full How damage the rules trees? are so grim. They're going to be rolling <laughs> like 8d6, probably 10d6 damage from a bloody evergreen no, it's, tree. It's, it's d6 per 10 foot. How tall are these trees? How about how the, about we answer all of this next I mean, it's week, alpine. And I just leave you all with all of your valued friends and family <sighs> suspended in midair over sharp branches as you plummet from the sky. That's a sensible out. Bye. 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 
Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed by Alexander J. Newell and produced by Hannah Preisinger. To subscribe, buy merchandise, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Join our community on the Discord or via Reddit at r slash RustyQuill. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Demonized Night Killer, Grey Dodgen, Jessica Roden, Catherine Brinker, Lena Vargas, Morgan Souza, My Young Jin, Zugelmoof, Ten and Nut, Alexandra Eles, Andrew Cornfield, Artistic Program, Bonnie Pryor, Charlie Bug, Chomp, Clara Joe Bailey, Cuddly Kraken, Dare, Diz Aster, Evangeline, Friendly Cybird, Gerfalia, Joan Flyvolm, Jordan Graham, Caitlin Cottrell, Kale, Cleffy, Lisa Stafford, Lysel, Mark A. Little II, Marta L., Maya Holloway, Moth Princess, Nora Saban, Robin, Tsuki Mitsukai, UC Story, Abby Norling Ruggles, Aptov, Adrienne Gilavet, Brianna Schaefer, Bryn Klaus, Cara, Carolyn Seidman, Crowley, Emma Armstrong, Jessica and Anthony Moltisanti, Kelwyn Brennan, Kit. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.